Once upon a rock along the countryside, at precisely twelve o'clock, the spooks began to rise. to sum up this film. Watch the trailer, it tells everything. Yeah. Yeah, well, I noticed that too, because... The trailer was a better movie. Yeah. It moved quicker. (laughs) Hey, listeners, you are listening to Chewing the Scenery Horror Movie Podcast. We are a podcast that discusses a horror movie and spoils it, and recently watched, we will attempt to not spoil... um, I don't have a whole lot to worry about there this time because uh, <laughs> if you haven't seen Halloween 1978 or know something Is about that the new one, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> um, it's retro style. Or if you know nothing about James Dean, uh, then you know you might consider skipping forward when I start talking. But um, thank you to the Moon Race for giving us that song intro creature features at the top of the show. You can find their music on uh, iTunes or. Amazon, if you want to buy it digitally, and say hello to them on uh, Facebook, where they are, the Moon Dash Rays. So that is housekeeping. Um, other than to say that on uh, October 5th, a Saturday, I will be at Oddities and Curiosities Denver. So any Denver listeners or people in the area or anyone who wants to travel for it, come and get our Plan 9 from Outer Space coloring book. It Yay. will be ready. It's going to the printers <laughs> first thing tomorrow. It'll be ready before the end of the week. Wow. So there we are. So you got it all laid out? It's going to press, yes. So how many pages was it? It was, I think it's 18 double-sided pages for a total of 36 succulent parts of the book, and then I think one wraparound in front of that, and then the cover. I think that's how it was. Very nice. It was around 40-ish pages. Um, that's good. Yeah. You, Is that what your TV commercial was about? Uh, no. Um, oh. For listeners who, who watch stuff like This Is Us, um, I found out because people started texting. Is that based on the movie Us? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, the spinoff. It's yeah, equally it's, as uplifting. It's more of a sitcom. Oh, yeah, okay. pretty much. Version of Us. It's an emotionally manipulative sitcom. It's like the Brady Bunch. Brady meets Us. You know, if no one ever smiles or says uh, anything good. good. Um, yeah. So um, my other uh, thing that I do, of course, which is no small thing, is counter couture. And we got featured by Etsy on their national TV commercial. And so when you see the people chuckling and laughing and high-fiving and whatever they're doing and drinking out of the skull glasses, and it says, Halloween glasses, counter couture, our faces pop up. There we are on national TV during something that millions of people watch. Yet no one recognized me yesterday when I was out in the world. What? Good. Wow. I maintain my anonymity. 
It was kind how of long felt... How long did you pop up on the screen? I mean... Oh, God, I don't know. Second or two. Okay. Yeah. Of course, you know, it's a small... P- yeah, fame should have followed. It should have. I get stopped in the street all the time. Hey, you're, you're the Jumanji guy. <laughs> you're, you're the guy, the engineer in Godzilla. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. one, too. Even though you were a tiny dot on the screen and you were wearing a helmet. I recognize you. <laughs> Just the way I walk. Yeah. Yeah. So, um... By the time this posts, it should be October, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. October 1st, I think this is going to drop. Speaking of which, is this not our fourth year? We're going into our fourth year. So this one should be our um, three-year anniversary show, right? Is that, how you, is that how the math works? No. This would be our fourth. Fourth-year anniversary show. Yeah. This one or the next show. I don't know. I'm not going to do that. Because you have no, like, zero year. That's true. So. Yeah, it's like when you're born, you're born, right? Yeah. You know, you're not zero years old. You're, no. you're in your first year. So, yeah. <laughs> hey, four years. Seriously. this is that, Maths. We, we've done a lot of this. That's what they say in England, right? Maths? Yes, that is correct. Yeah, that's because there's more than one kind of math. There is. <laughs> yes. Well, you if you say it, you know, mathematics, nobody ever says mathematic. <laughs> yeah, that's a good band name. Mathematic? Yeah, they open for Kraftwerk. No, I have a band name. What's what's that? Picnic Bitch. Picnic Bitch. Is this something to do with uh, this afternoon? <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> you have a work picnic. Yes. Some of them listen, so be careful what you say. Oh, do they? I don't know. Maybe. They, they talk to you about the show. They make suggestions. No, people say, hey, what's your show? I'd like to listen to it. And then I hear nothing more. Hmm. I assume they listen to it and then don't want to speak about it. I wouldn't. Well, you know what? I listen to plenty, but, plenty of podcasts and never tell the people who make them. Yeah. I might mention them on our show, but, you know, I never hear from them. Yeah. So they don't listen to us? No. Hmm? Okay. Listener. Hey, listener. You are listening, too. Uh, so... Uh, what have you guys watched since last time? You got a list? Will, you want to start? Sure, I've only got two. Okay. Um, oh, actually three, because I forgot one from last week. I'll start with that. I watched the uh, FX series, What We Do in Shadows. Oh, how was it? What We Do in the Shadows. Mm-hmm. Um, Mathematics. It's all right. Um, they, had a, they have a good joke. Um... They have a new type of vampire, an energy vampire. Oh. He just comes and sucks the energy out of the room. And mm-hmm. like he can he's a day walker. He has a job in a in a cubicle. And he just walks up and he goes, Hey, you know and he starts some story and you see the people wilting. Yeah. Yeah. I worked with that guy. Yeah, we we all have. Oh, yeah. that guy. <laughs> Hey, remember that conversation we were having about, whatever, I don't remember what they were talking about. Uh, um, anyway, pretty good, but uh, I mean, it, it has Matt Berry in it, so I like Matt Berry quite a bit. Um, is, is it necessary? No. Is uh, Taika Waititi involved in, in, in yeah. so far as directing or writing or anything do you know um i think jermaine jermaine clement clement is uh 
writing them. Um, mm. uh, but they all, all the vampires from the movie appear. Well, three of them appear at, in an episode. Oh, okay. As part of the Vampire Council. Okay. Which is headed by Tilda Swinton. Oh, great. Yeah. That's good. And uh, Pee Wee Herman's a vampire, too. Good. So yeah. so reprising his role from Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Exactly. Yeah, too bad he canceled. Um, I don't know what, what was going on, but he canceled Horror Hound. Aww. And there's one dude that was there and like, um, well, he didn't look like Pee Wee at all, but he had a Pee Wee suit and the full like replica bike. He was was riding it around the aisles, and you could just tell this guy was so happy to be doing what he was doing, but so bummed that Pee-wee wasn't actually there. Wow. Yeah. Pee-wee's glad now he didn't make it. Yeah. He would have had a super fan. A super fan. Um, Then what did I watch? I can't even remember. Oh. (laughs) I watched a terrible, terrible TV show. Ran two seasons. I can't believe that called Aquarius. It is... I'll just say... Wait, I, is this the David Duchovny one? Yes. Okay. This would be the elevator pitch. David Duchovny, sexy Charles Manson. Okay. <laughs> well, he isn't Charles Manson. No, anything. he does not play Charles Manson. But he would make a very sexy Charles Manson. But the character they have playing Charles Manson, the guy, I don't know if you could call him sexy, but he's not... Bad looking. He's TV. Was it Gilbert Gottfried? No. Oh, okay. Not at all. <laughs> uh, no, I don't know the guy's name, but he looks like a CW actor. Okay. You know? um, terrible, terrible TV show. Just I absolute think, crap. I can't believe it. I think I watched two or three episodes of it and I just couldn't hang. Ooh, yeah, I don't blame you. You watch more than two, and you're, like, ruined for the day. Yeah, what am I doing with my life? What am I doing? Yeah, terrible show. And then finally we wrapped up with uh, uh, Wu-Tang Clan, uh, or Wu-Tang, an American saga, which is a Hulu series. So it's the history of the Wu-Tang Clan? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And, uh... So far, we, we're about three episodes in. We've learned they're uh, they're not well. They're not the Wu Tang group yet, but the people are there. They're not good at crime, and they're not good at rap, <laughs> <laughs> which is refreshing that you watch them and they're just like, "Wow, it's really not coming together for any of these people." Wow, you know, they all have <clears throat> various stresses. You know, and yeah, <clears throat> all of them are kind of related to crack cocaine selling um but all also have an interest in music but yeah they have an episode where they they're in a rap battle and ooh, some of them are passable but ooh, man there was one on there worst thing i've ever heard you know i think i think i realized something uh while you were saying that um you can really, really, really want to be a famous actor or a rock star or just a, maybe a popular musician on some other level that isn't necessarily rock star. But if you aren't good enough, then you're just Ed Wood. Yeah. 
I mean, honestly. Speaking of which, we have a coloring book coming out. Yeah, we do. We do. We have Plan we'll 9. Throw that stuff. in there again. <laughs> well done. Yeah. That's, that's a good segue into talking more about the coloring book. Oh. Uh, yeah, it'll be on the Etsy shop. If you go to Screen Monsters uh, on Etsy, then you'll, you'll find it there in a matter of days. So, yeah, that'll be, a, that'll be a place you could buy it if you're listening to this and you want that. Yeah, or your local coloring book shop. Oh, yeah, that, yeah. Um, anything else exciting? <coughs> no, that's it. Oh, okay. Well, Jolien, what about you? Uh, I've got something that's not exciting. It's good. <laughs> uh, Men in Black International, did you see this one? No. It came and went this year. Yeah, yeah. It, it did, didn't it? Um, directed by F. Gary Gray. Uh, he's done some really good movies. I don't know. Uh, he did uh, Straight Out Compton, and um, oh, okay, yeah. He did Fate of the Furious, which was, uh, you know, just stupidly entertaining all the way through. Uh, this one was really dull. Mm. Um, it's got uh, Tessa Thompson, Chris Hemsworth, Emma Thompson, and Laurentin Larry Bourgeois. Uh, it's just one of those movies that thinks it's funny and spends a lot of time and money on flat gags. Yeah. Rather than building a story that you care about. Um, it's, I mean, it's got, like, great creatures in it. Yeah. Um, so there's plenty to look at, but, yeah, pretty flat. Mm. Uh, but uh, I did see a good one. Um, Sorry, Wrong Number. I've never seen that all the way through before. The 1948 version. No, I've never seen that. Uh, so it's directed by Anatole Litvak, um, starring Barbara Stanwyck. And uh, Burt Lancaster and William Conrad, who were both in uh, The Killers. Okay, yeah. Uh, Ed Begley. Um, so uh, this is based on this 20-minute uh, um, radio play written by uh, Lucille Fletcher. And uh, that uh, that was performed by Agnes Moorhead. And basically it's just her on the phone in her trapped in a bedroom because she's an invalid. Yeah. And she, she <clears throat> overhears a conversation which she realizes is... These men talking about killing her. Yeah. Um, so it expands that out into a like a, a movie. So it's a little, it gets a little thin mm. sometimes. Yeah. But um, there's some good stuff in it, and on it's, it's really nicely photographed. Um, there's some really cool camera moves in it. Mm-hmm. Um, where it will like someone's talking, and then it will the camera will kind of move over, and there'll be some other detail which is kind of undermining their, their what they're saying or their, you know. Yeah, you know, danger's coming. Um, and it's got this really cool move where um, she's on the phone in her bedroom, and the camera pulls back out the window and then goes down the building, and then it picks up the killer, the killer's shadow. Yeah, on the wall, you know, it's just like it's reminded me of Tenebrae. Ooh, um, nice. Yeah, so Agnes Moorhead had done seven uh, radio productions of this story. It, it was like this big wow hit on uh, the suspense show. And uh, by by this time, she did some more afterwards, and I think uh, Barbara Stanwyck did another version in the fifties. Um, and there's been a TV remake and and so on. But uh, yeah, I, um, yeah, I, I enjoyed that one. I um, wonder if any recordings of Agnes Moorhead's yeah, versions I'll, exist. I'll, I'll put you a, a I'll do you a link because uh, I think all but one of them you can get. Oh wow! Okay. Um, yeah, there, there's this um, uh, one of the old time radio drama uh, sites. It's called uh, Escape in Suspense. Okay. 
and uh, they've got a page where you can just scroll down and it's just got oh, tons of nice sorry wrong number versions on it so yeah i'll, I'll, I'll link that up um when, when the show comes out um yeah so uh that's what i saw we've just carried on watching um uh the terror infamy um yeah yeah so that's that's most of the way through now so you spoke about that last week yeah so that's the one about the uh, japanese internment camps in world war Two, and okay, uh, they're, yeah. they're being haunted by a uh, ura ah uh, yeah it, it kind of goes for gory stuff <coughs> rather than scares most of the time oh. but uh it's a good drama yeah so that was it for the recently mm-hmm. watched and of course listeners will recognize the name agnes moorhead from bewitched she played yes. endora Right. Yeah. Um, she was in tons of uh, Awesome World stuff, of course. Yeah, that's uh, right. She was in Citizen Kane as as uh, is it Mary? She's she's one, she's one of the Canes. Yeah. In oh. Citizen Kane. Um, yeah, and Journey into Fear, uh, Magnificent Ambersons, Hush Hush Sweet Charlotte. Yeah. Yeah, I can't think of any others. Mm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, she could play it pretty straight. Bikini Summer 2. <laughs> Corvette Summer 3. <laughs> um, so for my recently watched, um, I think it was actually right around the day of the anniversary of James Dean's death, uh, which I think is September 25th. Uh, I happened to um, I happened to be looking on Amazon for some things and I came across this documentary called The James Dean Story and I thought oh that's interesting and it said that it was a different type of filmmaking uh it used this thing and that thing and all these other uh you know innovations in filmmaking and then I realized when I started the thing wow they're really doing something different with the opening credits and this movie is actually from 1957. So James mm. Dean died in 55. This this documentary was made in 57. Oh, okay. So sometime within a year and a half of uh, his death. And um, it was really, the approach was really weird. It was like one of those educational films for school, that kind of vibe to it. You know, where they, they would be talking to somebody and they'd say, so... Uh, you had a farm near the Deans. Uh, what was that like? And then they would ask somebody a question. And so it's this off-camera narrator. And so you know right. that that they just overdubbed that. So it was all yeah. very consistent through the whole movie. But it's this omniscient narrator dude. And uh, it was pretty fascinating. And they did get very in-depth. And everybody was very cooperative. Um, it's weird when you see James Dean because he's a very mature-looking guy in the the mere three films that he made and then a lot of the still photos and whatnot, he looked like he was close to 30, but he was only 23 when he died. Huh. So that's kind of crazy. Do they mention uh, Vampara? They don't at all. And I think that probably had to do with the fact that, well, they didn't really know. Or they didn't, ex- they either didn't know who she was or what the connection was, or they, uh, they didn't talk about his love life very much at all. Um, she, of course, was only locally famous to L.A. for her, the Vampira show, you know, uh, where she was doing the thing that people know horror hosts to do. But she was, you know, at the, at the beginning end of horror hosts. And so mm-hmm. to explain what that was and explain who she was and then say what the connection was, they probably weren't going to go there or didn't even know to go there. Mm. So not, not a mention there. Um, 
And then I happened to be flipping channels a day or two later, and I went, well, what's James Dean doing? It was on broadcast television, so I, I'm, I'm uh, flipping the channels. What's he doing now? What's Not he, what's, much. Now, what's he up to? Um, it was a... Uh, it was a James Dean uh, documentary called The Children of Giant. And so it's about the West Texas town of Marfa, Texas, uh, which, side note, is famous for the Marfa lights. Yep. Uh, mysterious lights in the sky that people... Always comes back to UFOs. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> um, so The Children of Giant was made in 2015. Does uh, it discuss the Marfa lights in it? It doesn't mention them whatsoever. What? They you talk have of, to mention the Marfa lights these, if you mention James Marfa. Dean documentaries suck. Yeah. yeah. They, they no got all... Vampire, no UFOs. <laughs> right? What was James Dean's thought on UFOs? <laughs> you know what? I bet he believed in them completely. Yeah. That's my guess. Um, so, uh, so, the, so the documentary, uh, it, it goes into some of the in-depth uh, thoughts and feelings of people who were children in the movie Giant. Uh, they had like a children's choir uh, for the funeral of one of the characters and some things like that. And so they're re- revisiting people who are now not children anymore, who are in fact much older. And uh, it's... Um, Old children. Yeah. And it does talk about race, racial segregation in this town. And uh, even the even the cemetery had a fence down the middle of it. So... To keep you know, the children out? Keep the children, the children of the Marfa lights out of the cemetery. <laughs> and these were giant children. <laughs> the children of giant, yes. Okay. Yes. Giant Texas. For listeners who don't know, James Dean made three movies. They were Rebel Without a Cause, uh, East of Eden, and Giant. And he did not live to see Giant released. It was, in fact, released something like a year, year and a half after his death. And uh, so there were even... And maybe this is a lot like the people were about Elvis later. Uh, there were people who were sort of expecting him to show up at the premiere, thinking the whole thing had just been a, a big hoax. His death wasn't even a thing that happened. How now, would that work? I mean, I've heard that about a lot of... <laughs> Andy uh, Kaufman, for example. Yeah. yeah. How would that really work? I, uh, <laughs> I don't know. You pop out and you're like, hey, it was all a joke. What keeps the people from tearing you to pieces? I don't know. Do you think they're going to carry you out on their shoulders? Because they're yeah, probably going to be it's mad. Not it's not going to help your career. You know. wasted all those years when you were, quote, dead. So what if yeah. Tupac wasn't really dead? And I guess came... maybe you could be recording somewhere in secret like Tupac is. He's in Cuba. Mm. Yeah. With the Illuminati. Yes. Um, what about Bruce Lee? Do you think he's still alive? No. No? Uh, JFK, Elvis, any of those guys? Not now. No, no. <laughs> They've since died. <laughs> yeah, they were they were alive for quite <laughs> they a were long. alive for a long time, but no, not anymore. Uh, so, um, that's it for me. I've I've just sort of uh, sidetracked and went down this rabbit hole of James Dean stuff. Um, um, I think on October the first, there's a documentary out called. Uh, it's, it's, like Halloween in a Box, I think. Oh, yeah, you sent me a link to that. Yeah, so it's like a history of uh, a particular Halloween costume company. Oh. Which was, oh. Which was like uh, peaked in the early 80s, I think. Okay. So I wonder if that was Ben Cooper or Collegeville or one of those. Here, I, should... I, I wouldn't know, but you, you know all this Halloween memorabilia stuff. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, in fact, I could. Oh, I thought you might be interested. Yeah, well, here, stall for just a second. Stall. <laughs> Make bird calls or something. I'll, I'll look at this. I'll look at the link you look sent Look over me. there. Yeah, I looked at this. Look at the... that thing. <laughs> wow. Jeez. I'm, I'm reading uh, all the uh, Ian Fleming, James Bond novels. Oh, yeah? In order of... Uh, someone's put them in order of uh, James Bond's life. Oh, okay. So not when they were published. So all the short stories and everything in, in order. Oh, okay. And, uh, yeah, so you know, I, I was just reminded because coincidentally I'm, we're on to uh, On a Majesty's Secret Service where the, the woman in it, Tracy, is, mm-hmm. is um, she drives a spider. Oh, really? Like, I think that was what James Dean was yeah. was in. But, uh, yeah, it just reminded me. So, yeah, we, <laughs> I, I'm. if anyone says to me, yeah, the, the the James Bond movies aren't faithful to the novels. I go, yeah, there's a reason for that. <laughs> there's no way they could make them faithful to the novels. No, no way. It's uh, yeah, there's lots, plenty of offensive material in there. Oh, well, from the looks of that, I just I just played that without the sound, and it's either Collegeville or um, Ben Cooper. Okay, so we're so. now closer to solving the riddle. Well, they, here's the thing, guys. That might be the same company, as far as I know. I mean, Ooh. Their shit looked the same. Hmm. It was a smock with a picture of the character on it. Yep. With the character's name probably written on it. Yep. And then the blow-molded, or, or no, I'm sorry, vacuum-formed uh, mask. Rubik's Cube. Yeah. Look it up. <laughs> they did a Rubik's Cube costume? Have you not seen it? Look it up. Oh, it's, it's horrible, right? Oh, it's fantastic. Okay. <laughs> so let's do that. You say horrible, but... I say... Adorable. Adorable, yes. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Rubik's Cube costume. All right. Okay. It's not the one where you wear it on your body. No, no. no, That's way too high tech. Let's just go Ben Cooper. Yeah, it was probably a Ben Cooper. Yeah. Um... Oh God! Oh yeah, there it is. That's <laughs> that's just flippers. Even worse, Jesus. There's flipper. I don't know. I think the Rubik's cube is worse than flipper. Oh, it's got a dopey expression on it. Yeah. And the, is that a Mr. Potato Head? I believe that is a Mr. Potato Head. Now this we, is good podcasting. Yeah. Looking at pictures. Well, listeners, why don't you just go ahead and Google Ben Cooper flipper or Ben Cooper Rubik's cube costume? Yeah. And There's a Jaws one. Look at the Jaws one there. Oh, yeah, there. that's got to be stupid, right? Yeah. Oh, God, that is stupid. <laughs> Jaws and Flipper. Hey, is the woman naked swimming in the Jaws? So they've got the Jaws poster art on the smock. Yes. These smocks. I like how you look through holes in the mouth for Jaws. Yeah. I believe that shark's name is Bruce, but. Yes, the, yeah. Hey, it's the Fonz. So rather than have a leather jacket, you just have a smock. With well, a like Fonzie did, you would wear a smock with your name and photo on it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. This is just horrible. I'm closing this page. <laughs> um, so listeners, look it up. It's Ben, ben Cooper costumes or Collegeville, uh, yeah. which, again, I, I have to admit, <clears throat> I know the same things to be i mean the same things to be uh, interchangeable like yeah. both, both things to be interchangeable i don't know if they were uh like a, a company name change or if it was just 
and this is easily looked up and I've never bothered to. Yeah. Yeah, so, they could have had different regions, whatever, you know. Yeah. Same uh, company. Millennials won't remember this, but that's how uh, Marvel movies were done back in the 70s. Oh, how? Just have a mask with the smoke. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> hey, look, I'm Thor. I got a smock oh. that says Thor on it and a yep. picture of Thor. My mask that looks like Thor. Well, you know what would be really a fun photo Thor wears a Thor mask. Well, I was thinking it'd be fun, like if if the if the smock had a picture of the character, but the character was wearing that same smock, it would just go like infinity all the way oh, down. Yeah, yeah, because Thor would be wearing a smock with Thor on it. Who would be Obviously. wearing a smock with Thor on it, all the way down? That could be a good one. You could do like Pennywise. Yeah, and then have one of his monsters wearing. Yeah, a Pennywise smock. I think that would be great. Mm. Um, Copyright. Uh, yes, copyright. <laughs> yes, if you say copyright, it's the same thing as drawing a circle C. It is. Guys, are we trying to avoid talking about ma? Yes. Yes, and to continue, <laughs> I will give you a great idea I had the other night. <laughs> Let's hear it. A business called Drones and Droughts. Drones and Droughts? Yep, where you go and you get to drink and rent a drone. <laughs> oh. And flying around in a little obstacle course. I like Take this. photos, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Drones and droughts. Okay. <sighs> I think that's a good idea. Copyright. Yeah. Um, yeah. Aerial shots and shots. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be great. You know? You're just, just drinking and flying. Now, do you think that technically you would get a DUI for that? No, I don't think so. Because you can't even ride those stupid scooters that everyone rides too fast through several cities right now. Yeah. You can't ride one of those things while drunk without risking getting a DUI. Yeah. So they said on the news. You can't fly a drone in the sea. At all, huh? You're not supposed to. No. Yeah, because that, that's terrorism waiting to happen. Yeah, I mean... I'm waiting to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I know after Christmas in my neighborhood, they're, they're up in the air, but... Yes, yeah. You see them occasionally. Yeah. Huh, what counts as a drone? Because I have a remote control helicopter that's probably a seven or eight inch... Yeah, it's, it's not quite. It's got to be those like, multiple... With like the four props underneath it. Yeah, and, typically. Hmm, okay. So just the regular props don't count. But I imagine a helicopter, a little helicopter, that could be a drone. Yeah, it could. It's just a little robotic aircraft. Yeah. Remote-controlled aircraft. Sure. So. Yeah. I mean, it's all sort of under the same general heading. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have a tiny pilot in it. No. We don't think. No. I we like... haven't captured <clears throat> one yet or had one crash. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, Roswell, total cover-up. Just going to throw that out there. A cover-up about what? It doesn't exist. No. Roswell? is control helicopter. The town of Roswell does not exist. Now, yeah. um, no. Do you know how many people live there? It's bigger uh, than I thought. 500? No, 47,000. 37,000? 47. 47,000? Wow. 47. 1947 is when the UFL crashed. Coincidence? Coincidence, Whoa. probably. Yeah. <laughs> Most likely. <laughs> so... What happens in 1947? Something crashes. Maybe. The, the Air Force comes out and says, Hey, everybody, there was a disc that crashed, and we've recovered it. A flying disc. 
And then they turn right around the next day after somebody higher up the food chain says, what the hell do you guys do? This is me speculating that that's what they said. But somebody said, um, that's not going to be our official position on this. And so you just reverse that and call it something else. So they went, um, dead. weather balloon is what it actually was. So you're telling us guys who can fly planes can't tell the difference between a flying disc, which is probably not pliable, that's crashed into the ground, and a weather balloon. I think they can tell the difference. You know, like... Uh, I don't know. I'm, I do a lot of screen printing. Do you think I could tell the difference between a screen printing screen and a lunch tray? Probably. You know, like a cafeteria tray? I think I could tell the difference, right? Maybe. Even if they're generally the same shape, if I walked up and looked at it, I'd be like, oh, hey, wait a minute. I thought that was a screen, but it's actually an oversized lunch <laughs> cafeteria tray. Right? I'm thinking that these... Okay, tell me Tell me. I'm, I'm being hysterical and I'll stop, but... <laughs> Um, I think that... So that just means there's something, uh, an unidentified object... Right. Uh, ...crashed. Yes. Or came down. Yes. And they botched up the initial report so that the press latched onto it and said, oh, you're saying it's this thing, and now you're saying it's a weather balloon. Right. And uh, But that, uh, there's a huge gap between that and saying these, these are aliens. And I'm not necessarily saying they're aliens. What I'm saying is they said, we've recovered a crashed disc. Then they turned around within 24 hours and said, hey, just kidding. It turns out it was a weather balloon. Who mistook one for the other and why? Did they actually say it was a crashed disc? Yes, they did. They said that was their official report uh, to the media. Assuming the weather balloon was round, wouldn't it be deflated a disc shape? Well, sure, but it would probably be flapping in the breeze, right? Well, nobody said that the disc was solid. They just said (laughs) it was a crashed disc. Okay, fair enough. What is a disc? It's just a circle. Um, Okay. They they don't say anything else about the disc. They don't say the size. Okay, okay, fair enough. Now, let's see. I want to pull this up and say, all right... um, uh, let's see. Uh, the Roswell Daily Record. Let's let's pull this up on screen here. The headline reads: RAAF captures flying saucer on ranch in Roswell region. Ooh, it doesn't even say disc. It says flying saucer. It says flying saucer. And then when they actually come out with the follow up, and they're like, "No, just kidding." Um, the picture where the guy has the weather balloon, um, I'm, turn- yeah. I'm turning this so Jolien can see. Yeah, the foil. Stuff. Yeah, he's got a bunch of shredded up foil, and he's kind of grinning, uh-huh. this uh, this fella here. This- Jesse Marcel. Yes, yeah, Will, you know a lot about this. Um, well, from right. New Mexico. Yeah. Can't help but hear this story. Right. Um, so... I think people overlook one major thing. What's that? It's an Air Force base out in the middle of nowhere. Okay. What are people going to do out in the middle of nowhere? I don't know. They're going to (laughs) drink. Oh, good point. Good point. It's right after the war. Yeah. Everybody's kind of celebrating. Yeah. All right. I could could get behind that idea. 
Um, so somebody laughs and says, oh, we caught a flying, one of those flying saucers. Because the uh, flying saucer case, I can't remember that guy's name, but... Yeah, that was, that was in the same year. Washington. It? it was the same year. It was yeah. earlier. It was in June, I believe. Yeah. So it was right after this. Yeah. I know the one you're talking about. It's in this old book over here I've got. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, the I'm, one that kicked off the flying saucer yeah, craze. Coined the tomb. Yeah. Because yeah. he described them as looking like saucers and they were flying. Um, we, can't, we can't put it off any longer. We've got to talk about math. Do we? <laughs> I just love the fact that it just sounds like someone from the south side of Chicago. Hey, ma. <laughs> ma. 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 Um, so we saw previews to this thing. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I'm not trying to just, you know, uh, brush off the whole Roswell thing. Uh, the Air Force said it was one thing. They turned around and said it was another. That that wasn't us. We didn't do that. Yes. No, nobody, nobody who was in the public did this. They did this themselves. Mm-hmm. They did a real 180 on this thing, okay? You know, this is no one's imagination that they called it a flying disc or a crashed disc. They called it a flying saucer. And then they show us um, Jesse Marcel. Yes. With a bunch of shredded up what looks like a, a, a space blanket. Yeah. Or whatever you call that. Yeah, one of those heat reflective blankets. Yeah, it's, it's a b- bunch of mylar. Yeah. Yeah, that, that looks like a crashed disc, sure. <laughs> okay, sorry. I just had to backtrack before we moved on. Like, just, you know, accept the oh, fact. Fine, fine. Backtrack as much as you want. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's not talk about Ma. Let's talk about Roswell. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, so Ma, this movie, this movie previewed at something we went and saw, which we think was Us. Us. Yeah. Not to be confused with This Is Us. No. Okay. Um, or This, the follow-up <laughs> to Them. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, spin off of it I remember seeing this this uh, trailer and thinking hmm I think they just gave us the whole story yeah because it goes on for like five minutes and there's like at least one twist that yeah. they show in the trailer yeah yeah and you just feel like well I've seen it yeah, yeah. and if that's what you think when you see it you're not wrong right because they basically spill out all the plot points mm-hmm. um, they show you that this woman's you know, jovial and 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 uh, helpful, and it's inappropriate, but everyone's happy because they're teenagers and they're getting a party down, like with with uh, a safe place to do it and someone to buy the booze. And then something goes wrong. And okay, that's kind of a major plot point. They give you that like in the first. 30, 40 seconds. Yeah, and they tell you what goes wrong. They tell you what goes wrong and how it goes wrong. And who's doing it. And who they show you who <laughs> it goes wrong with. Um, yeah. So we basically saw a 90-minute extended version of the trailer. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> Was there... Other than the fact that she's not just disturbed and maybe dangerous, that she's actually murdery, that's maybe the one thing they don't necessarily tell you in the trailer. Yeah, I think you can infer that, though. Probably. From the trailer. I mean, this movie was so slight, I don't quite know how you could have a trailer that would not not reveal everything. I mean, unless you just went completely out there and not tell you anything about it. Just straight teaser trailer and and nothing more. You wouldn't know, because this... Yeah, this movie's story was a 20-minute radio drama stretched out to 90 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, 
were either of you hopeful that it was going to be more than that? I did. Yeah. You, yeah, I was were... hopeful. I like Octavia Spencer. Yeah. It was nice to see her lead a movie. Yeah. I just wish it could have been a lot better. Yeah. You know, I think she should have been the lead in The Shape of Water. But you really wanted to make it different. Right. That would have been uh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, th- there's no question the woman is a, a good actor. You know, yeah. she's capable of much more than the material she was given. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, wow, it sounds like we didn't like this, doesn't it? <laughs> well, yeah. So you- but that's the thing. It wasn't... It was just so slight. There wasn't... It wasn't a bad, bad movie. It wasn't a good, bad movie. It, mm. it was just meh. Yeah. It, it comes on... I mean, starting with the poster comes on like this is like a movie of the moment this is for people who liked us <laughs> this is like uh you've got a black woman and white kids yeah uh are they using her as a sort of mama as a sort of a their supplier their yeah you know, someone yeah. who who run around getting them things they want right um you know this could be a really charged movie Right. Yeah. Um, and what I felt was it was slow burn, not because it was going to build up to something really powerful, but because they wanted to run out the time before they got into the controversial stuff. Right. Yeah. And that, so they just settled for jump scares, you know, a little bit of torture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything catches on fire at the end. So the end, it's seen... Yeah, just so slight, nothing. Happened. Some weird Munchausen stuff with her daughter. Yeah, that and was... then she has some bad experience in high school. Yeah, and you and you think it's weird that this guy who wasn't good to her is suddenly interested in her, right? The 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 guy whose son is hanging out at her house. Yeah, and it's like, what's going to happen there? And uh, it turns out, well, nothing good. You think. He, how naive is this guy and how does he not remember everything? And it turns out, well, he's trying to get her in a public place and say, stay away from my son. I, with this tracking unit, I know he's been at your house a whole bunch. And, uh, through flashbacks, we find out later that, uh, he was behind or at least partial to, uh, this hoax where she's tricked into giving, I guess, a nerd, some oral sex in a janitor's yeah. closet. And uh, I really thought they were going with the dissected pig there. Um, it was because they showed her dissecting a pig, and then this whole hoax comes around. And yeah. I thought for sure it was something way grosser. Yeah, and then it just turns out it was somebody else. And uh, of course, that wouldn't have any impact today. It would be like, so he's nerdy, so what? Uh, but. Back in those days, it was like, oh, my God, you kissed a nerd. How could you? <laughs> so, well, she did more than kiss him. But um, anyway, um, that that was uh, sort of uh, her breaking point for losing her mind, I guess. That was supposedly the moment where she snapped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or... Uh, Took the took the the uh, the why in the road and went. Toward. Yeah, she realizes that the kids are the children of the, her abusers. Yeah, like so. There's a Freddy Krueger thing going on there. Yeah, yeah. So she's just waiting until the children of Elm Street have come of age, and then she's going to be haunting their 
parties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so you know, you know, that's, that's what I mean. It's like it's got this Me Too thing going on. It's got the, you know, the racial differences. Like she's the only black woman in town. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got this. Uh, she's got a suppressed modern black woman uh, daughter who overcomes her and just integrates with the rest of the kids straight away. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and this was like, uh, this is directed by Tate Taylor, who's like a, a friend of hers. Yeah. Of Octavia Spencer. He also plays the uh, cop, uh, Officer Granger. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, but this was filmed around uh, near where he lives in Mississippi. And his house is a, an old plantation. Huh. But for some reason, they pretended that it was in the Midwest. It was, yeah, it's it supposed, it was supposed to be Ohio. Because <clears throat> somebody's license plate was an Ohio license plate. Oh, okay. They made a scene of it backing up. I mean, I don't know that that was what they were focusing on, but right. that's what I focused on. It was like, oh, it's Ohio. Yeah. That didn't go into the story at all. It that doesn't was, that play was... out, you know. Ohio was always the super average place that yeah. they would depict, especially mm-hmm. in like the 50s and 60s. Yeah. You know, like uh, Leave it to Beaver and stuff like that was always set somewhere like Ohio. And um, uh, the Twilight Zone episodes, everything was always either expressly meant to be Ohio or or you could sort of understand it to be. Yeah. It all just sort of looked like Ohio if it wasn't. So. Um, well, it all looked like Southern California, but. Yeah. We thought that's what Ohio looked like. Yeah. Speaking of which, when I watched Halloween, uh, I, I remembered like, oh, man, am I being a dick about like how many palm trees they show? But the shot where um, where Laurie Strode is walking with little Danny or whatever his name is uh, across the street on their way to go babysit or whatever. Um, at the end of the street, there's a really tall palm, palm tree <laughs> and it's in plain view. It's not just part of a palm tree. Then you just, go, oh, it's the trunk, maybe. Yeah. Just set it in California and be done with it. Well, it's Haddonfield, uh, California. It's Long Beach. Yeah, who like, cares? Like, there's not killers in Long Beach? Yeah, Pasadena, where this thing is set? Yeah, there you go. It's in or Pasadena. It's n- not set, but where it's located. Anywho, sorry. Um, but yeah, Ohio. It's a nice average place, right? Yeah. Yeah, and mostly white. So and where they ship the alien bodies from Roswell. This is true. Wright Patterson, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. So, um, hey, you know, if it was just a weather balloon, why would there be a whole Wright Patterson thing? Just saying. Or was it even called Wright Patterson at the time? Or was it just I called, believe it was. It wasn't called just Patterson or, or Wright, Wright. Or Wright. No, I believe they had gotten together by then. Yeah. <laughs> Combined their airfields. Hyphenated them. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, just an early version of gay marriage. Yeah. Not really. Um, you wonder why I pulled up the stats page. Brazil. Hi, Brazil. I don't know why you're listening, but thank you. <laughs> There's so many listeners in Brazil. Anyway, um, so Ma. Um, Were we talking about Ma? Were you surprised Briefly, by... Briefly, I was trying did, to... <laughs> Were you surprised by anything that happened in this? Uh, I, I was I was just surprised that they they took they came on like it was going to be about all these issues and then just kind of let it left it flat. Not, yeah. Not be about those issues. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you have you have uh, the genie character. I like she does this jump scare where she's wearing an African mask. 
Mm-hmm. And these African masks all over the house. Yeah. So you have this kind of it kind of hints that there's going to be a his- historical abuse yeah. thing going on. Uh, you have the the one black kid, uh, the boy gets she she paints him in white face because she's like oh there can only be one of us. Yeah. Uh, I don't know where it's going with that. I'm not sure what that means. It never went anywhere. Really. It doesn't go anywhere with any of that. I mean, it, rem- it, rem- it reminded me more of Little Britain. You know, the, the TV show? <laughs> yeah. Where he's like, uh, one of the characters is, uh, I'm the only gay in the village, and he's really resentful when anyone, yes, yes. <laughs> anyone else turns up. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, it just, you know, what, what are you doing with this? Yeah. Um, yeah, it just, it just kind of uh, you know, showed showed the issues, but didn't, didn't, didn't do anything. Didn't discuss them or explore feel, them in any way. Yeah. And uh, you know, just settled for jump jump scares. And yeah, and I didn't even feel that like. Um, well, evidently this was written in mind for a white woman, the yes, lead, yes. and she Octavia Spencer got a hold of the script and uh, really liked it. But you have to wonder if it was, you know, okay, if you had a white lady, that gets rid of all those ideas. You had. Um, what does the movie have then? Even it doesn't like the little backstory doesn't quite make sense. Why is she picking yeah. on these kids? I thought maybe if it was something like maybe her daughter had been killed in a drinking driving accident, and so she has these kids. You know, she doesn't want them to go out drinking, and she's kind of being protective. And then maybe she finds out one of those kids was the killer but she doesn't know which one so she wants to kill the kids and find out something there's got to be something mm-hmm. there it just felt like it was a well she wants to be popular she uh, yeah i so guess she, she goes through a period where she like she's the party woman yeah so it, uh, and then she captures this guy and it feels like uh what's the stephen king story misery, misery. and they uh, even have the cats the yeah yeah the, the ceramic cats which is straight were, up they from were that moved, movie yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. she has the penguins or whatever it was or something. Yeah. In misery. Yeah. Yeah, so it just felt like that briefly. Yeah, so it didn't feel like it really had any any real framework to yeah to build anything on. Yeah. Yeah. So there were opportunities that were missed for sure. Um, I don't know what to say about it except for like uh, this this movie. Yeah, well they they really um they really didn't put out something that was lacking in terms of technical quality. You know, everything was fine. It was it was uh you know, the camera was in focus, the yeah. lights were in the right places. Yeah, good cost. They had establishing good. shots. They had that. Yes. They had good lighting. They the had editing good sound. wasn't random. <laughs> Although we watched, after you left, we watched the outtakes, like the deleted scenes. They weren't even outtakes. They were just deleted scenes. (sighs) I've never seen a more boring bunch (laughs) of scenes. Like, yeah, these, they could have, good thing they cut every one of these. There was one where Juliette Lewis and the the girl who played her daughter are moving in, and it seemed like they just really sat up and watched Juliette Lewis and somebody move into a house to yeah. establish anything. Yeah. They could have been talking about their new house compared to the old why house. Is she, why is she the new girl in town? That's what I wanted to bring up. Why do these movies always 
have the girl be the new girl in town. Yeah, why can't it be someone who's already lived there? Because she instantly makes friends the first day. Yeah, they always instantly make friends. They're never the outcast, really. Yeah. It it never makes any sense to me. Here's one more attractive kid in this little town. Yeah. Which, by the way, has a working shopping mall and a large school full of 20-year-olds. Yeah. Uh, But they still have nothing better to do than go out to some ruins and drink booze. Yeah. Yeah, what do you think's the deal with that? Um, when I lived in Sandpoint, Idaho, we had some uh, ruins that were basically the the uh, uh, the supports of an old mill or something, which which we called Castle Rock even before it was ever a fictitious place mentioned by Stephen King. And hey, let's get some beer and go out to Castle Rock. And basically, you're overlooking a lake and you're sitting on some kind of crumbling. Uh, concrete and you're happy to be there because you can hear or see the cops coming and you could probably stash your booze worst case scenario chuck it in the lake and then just go get it out later right you know that's another thing like the cop turns up there's only one person who knows they're going to be there they will know who that person is yeah yeah do they now connect the dots no they don't Uh, yeah and that was the other thing i thought like I mean, she kills five or six people in this movie, I think. Yeah. Didn't have an unhealthy body count. But they were all just kind of... She'd kill someone and then move on. There'd be, there would be no real build-up to it. I thought she'd be a little more clever uh, going after the kids. Maybe set something, something up to look like someone else did it. Yeah, I don't know. Something. But she just kind of... Make it more public. It goes along, and then it's the end, you know? It doesn't... There was no real build-up. Yeah. I yeah. mean, she goes crazy at the end, but she was already crazy. She was crazy from the first. Yeah. So, oh, well. You ever shoulder-tap anyone to buy you booze? They call it shoulder-tapping. That's a... Oh, is that what they call it? Yeah. No. It's where you just tap someone on the shoulder in the parking lot outside a liquor store. No. No, I never had to either. We always had somebody. Somebody always had an older brother or cousin or something. Yeah. And we had a place uh, that was an old sanitarium. Oh. Uh, and now I can't remember the name. Did you call it Castle Rock? No. Uh, the Nut House? Something. Holy something. Huh. It was creepy. I bet it was. It was super creepy. It was an old uh, TB sanitarium from oh, shit. Uh, turn of the century. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Holy man. Cross, I think. Wow. They called it. So was so this... that always added, you know, some sort of creepy overturn. overture. Yeah. Uh, so what, what was, what was uh, the... Was there anything weird that happened there, like that you couldn't explain in at the no, time? No, no. Or did you just get weirded out? It was always just a weird feeling. It was just basically a concrete shell of a building. Uh-huh. It was one floor? Well, it was, uh, yeah, one floor, and then you could go down to the basement. Yeah. Um, and all the wood in it had been burned out or rotted away or something, so it was just concrete and then it was just spray painted everywhere oh sure and of course you'd have you know the kids would go out there and spray paint big pentagrams and whatnot that was like oh my god that would always satanist wor- that would worry the adults every yeah. single time the the most worrying thing once you really went out there because this was it was more scary like you had heard about it like ooh, yeah kids went out to holy cross oh my god uh 
you go out there, first thing I was most worried about was the fact that the stairs were concrete going down to the basement, and there was no handrail. Ooh. And I was like, mm, how many drunks have just wandered <laughs> off the edge of that? <laughs> yeah. Fallen down to the concrete below. <laughs> yeah, that would be bad news. Because it was not a uh, not very wide, and it had a turn in it. Mm. And out there in the dark. And not lit, yeah. Uh, yeah, and drunk. Oof, man. <laughs> Forget it. You're falling off of there. That's the first thing I thought of when I finally went out there. <laughs> Ooh, that's the scariest thing, are those stairs. Jolien, did you have anything like that where you grew up? Uh, well, there'd be plenty of bunkers and things on the war. Sure. Yeah, plenty of places that people could go. Yeah. Uh, were there any in particular that were considered haunted? Oh, or? Yeah, I never went to any. No. No, you had other more important stuff to do. It just sounded like a bad idea. <laughs> if it's haunted, yeah, I'm not going out there. Especially if you're somehow cornered if if the cops show up. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. yeah. I was pretty miserable going out with people who like drinking. Yeah? Because I, I could take it, and so I'd be, always be the one who is saving their lives from doing stupid things. <laughs> yeah. I don't think anybody I know ever. Well, there was one person who was older who d- who died as a result of wandering into a lake or falling into a lake at a party, but uh, it didn't happen while I was there, so I can't yeah. say much about how it might have happened. But uh, other than that, I mean, you'd think the level of blackout drunk that a lot of kids get, uh, and all the you know perilous places and weird stuff they get up to, you'd think there'd be more deaths than there are. Well, I, I was in a provincial town, and they're always the worst for going out because it'd be fights every night. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. yeah. I imagine that would be true. Yeah. Didn't didn't like being a teenager. No. <laughs> no, it's highly overrated. Yeah, it's miserable. It's like, are you kidding? You, yeah. You don't want to go back to that. And if we have any <laughs> teens listening to the show, if any adult ever says these are the best years of your life, yeah. they're full of it. It's, it's not. <laughs> it's probably the worst ten. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Like, basically, uh, when you start noticing how many years you have left of school, uh, from that point till you're out of school are not the best years of your life. <laughs> Unless, I don't know, if, if you peak in high school, I'm sorry for you, but yeah, hopefully you wouldn't. But, um, yeah, there's, there's no, uh, yeah, there's no reason those kids couldn't have better things to do in Ma, but, uh. I don't know. They they enjoyed it for a while, and then they kind of burned out on it. It got weird. It got awkward, and they didn't like it anymore. And that seemed like a natural progression. You know, yeah. You know, it's just like we're we're we're. St- you know, I, I don't believe because all, all these kids are pretty good-looking and healthy-looking specimens. Yeah. And uh, but everyone in the movie, they just they just drink booze and eat fast food. Yeah. That's all all you see them doing. Yeah. They didn't, it didn't strike me that these people do that. No. Right. From Yeah, from the looks of it. Oh, there's Leela. Welcome to the show, Leela. Um, so should, should we talk about Creepshow? Yeah, let's do that. So um, so Ma is not a big recommend for either of you? No. 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 Sadly. Now, Maybe if it came on, you know. TNT or something? Yeah, Comet. Yeah. It's, something if it's free and you don't mind getting you're it. on netflix and nothing else really yeah you're looks on a good. long flight yeah it's, yeah you're on a long flight it's a nice it's on and you can't turn your head away from it yeah 
It's Go myth. ahead and look at it. It's all right. Yeah, it's it's all right. And I agree. I don't recommend it, but I won't say avoid this at all costs because it's awful. So, there was a mom here in Colorado that was kind of like this. She was buying booze for teens, and I don't remember what happened, but she got busted for it. Man. I wonder if this was, you know, influenced by that event, this movie. I wonder. Well, in, in any event... Um, I think that things wouldn't have gone the way they did in the movie in, in the real world. I, I really doubt that somebody wouldn't have screwed it up much earlier as far as like getting, you know, either talking about it to someone who mentions it to a, to a parent or to law enforcement or something. I, I, yeah. That's what would happen. Yeah. The, almost immediately. Yeah. The curtain would have gotten pulled back on this much quicker, I think yeah. in real life. But, um, Anyway, so Creep Show. Uh, who's I, was it your idea, Julian, or yours, Will? Who, who said we should watch Creep Show? Uh, he must have noticed it. Uh, I didn't. I, I suggested it because I, I saw it was just coming out just before we record this. On Shudder. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the first episode. And uh, I thought it'd be good and we'd have something good to talk about. Yeah. And how did you feel about it when you watched it? I quite enjoyed it. It's yeah. pretty mild, but uh, entertaining. It, it felt like the source material, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, in the spirit of, anyway. Yeah, it didn't quite go for the stylizations they have in the movie. They used, like, panel... I thought the panel transitions were well done. They actually understood what they mean in the comics. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't like in Ang Lee, the whole movie, <laughs> the whole. where it is like, <laughs> you have no idea how panel transitions work. No. Um, and that was well done, and, you know, you get some good animation, they've got some good uh, comic artists working on this. Um Although there's like one story where they have two different artists doing the uh, continuity pages. Yeah. It's like, that, no, that's not how it's done. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they've, um, uh, uh, Hilary Barter's worked on it. He does, he does really good. He oh, yeah, do he does beautiful like ink. 50s style artwork. Yeah. Uh, they spell his name wrong in the credits. Oh, no. There's only just one L in, yeah. in Hilary, in his name. Uh, Kelly Jones. Uh, Ron, Ron Friends, uh, yeah, a bunch of others. Oh, really? Wow. Worked on this, yeah. Um, but uh, and, and it, was, it was nice that bit. the first episode had, um, you know, this was from a Romero King couple of movies. Mm-hmm. Right. And then the, the first episode, you've got uh, the, the directors both worked on Day of the Dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, John Harrison is, was the, like, cinematographer and... Hmm. Uh, he was a soundtrack composer and so he, he worked on with Romero and a few films um, and then, and then the Greg Nicotero was the director of the first story oh okay and then and the first story is written from a Stephen King yeah story from um, Night Shift I think yeah yeah so. Nicotero uh, yeah he worked with Romero in several movies and uh, then had his own career of course he's in um uh, Day of the Dead. Yes. And, uh, of course, uh, The Walking Dead. Walking Dead, yeah. yeah he's he's guys. very present there. Um, he's, he's the end of K&B. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Nicotero, he's he's very he's very pleased to be doing this, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Whatever, whatever takes your focus off of The Walking Dead, <laughs> he's happy to go, no, no, look over here. Uh, yeah, it, it looked really good, for sure. So, um... What did you like about the first story? I thought the creature was excellent. Yeah, the creature yeah. looked good. Yeah, it really did. And you got Adrian Barbeau and uh, 
Tobin Bell. Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't know anything about who was going to be in it, except for I, I didn't see Tobin Bell's name in any opening credits. And then as soon as you see his face, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Tobin Bell from <laughs> Saw. Yeah. yeah. And um, uh, uh, Giancarlo Esposito is not super recognizable at first. Mm-hmm. Okay, that was him. Okay. Yeah, it was him, yeah. Or you might know him as Gus Fring if you're a watcher of Breaking Bad. So, yeah. Gustavo Fring. Did, did you like the first one? Uh, the first one was okay. Mm-hmm. I felt like it was uh, something we'd seen before. Yeah. Um, I like the creature. It looked good, but it was kind of like uh, part of it was a little too pandery to the Stephen King fans. Like they kept dropping little Stephen oh, King like things. Oh, like a little model of Christine and yeah, that kind of stuff. The Grady twins. Cujo was missing. The Grady twins. Mm-hmm. Church yeah. was a missing cat. Yeah. Um, it's like you don't have to do all that for us. Yeah, bit of a Georgie Barrel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. You're like, oh, okay. Yeah, you didn't have to do all. I that. remember yes. things from Stephen King too. Yeah, <laughs> I could suggest a few more if you're, you know, short. Whereas of you. I thought the second story was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I liked it a lot better because it felt like something different. It did, and it was creepier to yes. me. Yeah, Definitely. and I didn't know where it was going. I wasn't sold on the last little scene where the little doll's head turns right, around. Right, I wish it hadn't done that. I wish it hadn't done that. I wish that maybe, I don't know, she couldn't get the head back into the house or something. She went downstairs and the head was on the table. And I, don't I, know, I was waiting for something like that, Something too. like that. I felt like the ending kind of, they pulled back a little much. Um, Did you feel like... It was a different approach to have the the uh, young girl not tell her parents any of it, and to just choose to keep it from them. Yeah, I was getting mad at her parents because they didn't give her any time to herself. The second she'd go into her room, they'd be yelling, mm-hmm. "Evie, it's time for dinner!" <laughs> like, "Jeez, give the kid a break." Yeah. She's got to investigate this head. Yeah, and maybe read some books. I did I did not like the whole thing with, well, he's an Indian. They're very spiritual people. <laughs> Seemed a little... It's a little cringy, but... Yeah, it was a little cringy. I felt like a Creepshow 2 reference. Mm, yeah, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Chief Woodenhead or whatever yeah, they called him. Like yeah. Yeah. Um, it, I think that was maybe more speaking to the naivete of the shop owner and yeah. and maybe the other characters because it's a very very white place obviously yeah. and it's like and I was upset that the doll shop didn't have a priest or rabbi <laughs> yeah you think they would have at least you know somebody in a black suit that they could pretend but I wasn't ready for the uh, the uh, Indian chief to have his head cut his head and hands yeah mm-hmm. cut off I thought. You know, maybe he's going to do something cool here. And then the camera pulls around to the outside of the dollhouse, and he's bloodied up and yeah. dismembered. Yeah. I wasn't ready for that. No. That so good, good use of lenses of various kinds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the the head. How does it do this? I like that. There's no explanation. Yeah. Where's this from? That's the best. What does it do? Right. It doesn't tell. Maybe you. Rob Zombie could do a remake of it and just explain like oh, the, man. all the uh, you know all the motivations <laughs> and all the trappings of the head's childhood. <laughs> yeah. When it was just a little the head. Head's mom was a stripper. <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, we had Rob Zombie Friday at work. 
really yeah the the uh the new uh employee uh turns out she really likes rob zombie and i okay. i do too so we played rob zombie all day oh yeah cool that one song <laughs> yeah oh i've been playing him a lot yeah i'm it's... just finishing up my halloween mix you know but... he's from roswell <laughs> is he yeah <laughs> i'm pretty sure he's not but <laughs> i think that would be a nice tie-in but they deny it but he is <laughs> but he is yeah oh, okay yeah he's he's been sad this week though because uh, sid haig died yeah oh yeah sid haig did they, die they worked together week. for like 20 years or something yeah. yeah he died a week ago tomorrow mm-hmm. yeah so i think 81 i believe yeah he was 80 or 81 yeah uh, we should we should uh, do a tribute to Sid. We should yeah yeah at least at least give him uh, some recognition on on a show other than right now. Yeah, I'll rewatch Spider Baby. Yeah, any day. Yeah, that one's so good. <laughs> it's on Prime. Oh, cool. Yeah. I, I have it on VHS. Thanks to Julian. Okay. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, so guys, uh, the head. We don't want to know where it came from. The House of the Head. Yeah. Yes. No, I don't know. I don't want to know yeah, where it like came from. I want to know how it cuts limbs off. <laughs> is it biting them off? Is it unhinging its jaw to decapitate someone? No, I don't think so. Okay. I don't think there's answers to any of these questions. Yeah. This reminds me, there's a, there was an M.I. James story about a haunted dollhouse, wasn't there? Was there? It kind of, so it kind of, it was nice that it was kind of modern, but it was like, it, yeah. It was an old fashioned ghost story at the same time. Yeah, that one felt. Um, uh, the first story felt like it obviously had to be taking place in the past, besides the fact that there were only 3.8 billion people on the planet when right. the story takes place. But it felt very much the past, where the, the other one had a more... It was obviously the modern day, but it felt sort of timeless. It didn't feel yeah caught in one or the other you know it could have been set in the 50s could be set in the 50s it could be set today yeah, yeah. it didn't really matter it didn't rely on anything yeah yeah she which is nice she, she didn't take pictures of what was going on with her phone no right. nor did the this nor did the head like have a cell phone or anything like that. <laughs> oh man all dialing with its rotten nose <laughs> missed opportunities yeah <laughs> Oh my God! There's someone on the phone. I think it's the head. <laughs> um, yeah. So the the effects of uh, of just zooming in on these uh, these little dollhouse characters mm. and seeing how coarse the fabric is and how it's kind of ill fitting because you're putting normal weave of fabric onto a tiny human. Yeah. All that stuff. It was kind of cool. Like the, when they would get in super close and then uh, you know you'd see the characters in different poses and sometimes finally after a while different expressions like when they looked terrified yeah and uh the dog changed stances right. yeah dane yeah, yeah dane the smith smiths yes. smith smiths i liked that name <laughs> there's a great shot uh i like it with, i think it's when the, the head you can see it in the mirror yeah in the dollhouse bathroom <clears throat> and the camera pulls back out of the bathroom and then right out of the house and then past the girl yeah. yeah outside of the house that was really impressive yeah that, I, I don't know if that's easy to do these days but it was done really well yeah that, and i kind of wonder would you guys have liked it if they would have used some of that um that lens compression uh like what do they call it uh tilt focus yeah uh to where it makes real life look like dollhouses oh yeah i think that might have been kind of cool <laughs> to maybe at least do some tilt shift focus to 
you know, at least maybe from some overhead shots, yeah. establishing shots. We have seen something where they where people are in a dull house. They... Uh, there's a Twilight Zone episode, I think. Where Hereditary. Well, yeah, yeah, that was makes, it. That was it. They they filmed yeah. some scenes because she makes the all house. the yeah. rooms that look just like the rooms in the house. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, and that famous shot of the the overhead shot of the maze in The Shining. Mm-hmm. Apparently, they had to do some crazy crane shot of just a partial of the hedge maze to get the people, the little people, walking around, and then they matted that in. Yeah, and it looks pretty seamless oh, yeah. in the movie. Um, but then these days that would be easy, but they would probably overdo it. Yeah. So I'm glad that we'll find out in Dr. Sleep. Hopefully we'll find out all kinds of cool stuff in Dr. Sleep. Who knows? (laughs) That's coming out October. I have no idea. December. It's, I know it's soon. It's crazy to think it's going to be that soon. Is there anything else we're really waiting on? In terms of theatrical releases? Yeah. Hmm. No. Do you guys know anything, speaking of releases, do you know anything about the schedule for the Creep Show? Is it going to be like weekly, monthly? Do we know? Uh, I think it's weekly, and then there's there's two stories per episode. Right. And there's six altogether. Six episodes. Six episodes, so 12 stories. It would lead up to Halloween. Oh, that makes sense, for sure. Yeah. Speaking of which, we're into October here shortly. Yeah. Yeah. Are you guys going to try and do uh, the 31 days? I'm going to watch all the... I've I've got all the Hammer Dracula movies now, so I'm going to watch all those. Yeah. That's all you're going to promise for now? That's all I reckon I can do for sure. Okay. Well, are you going to try and do the challenge? Maybe. I don't know. I haven't decided yet, but... if I last year I I didn't I didn't do it I didn't finish because Haunting of Hill House kind of derailed the whole <laughs> yeah. whole rest of the month just bummed you out yeah I don't yeah I just kind of threw the momentum off I think I wasn't couldn't get back into watching movies right after that yeah um, TCM has got its Halloween schedule out oh they do yeah oh cool so they're showing like a, I think the first 17 Godzilla movies on Friday nights. All at once? Well, like four or something in a row. Oh, man. Friday nights, like they've been doing with the James Bond series. Mm. That sounds so, like a good idea. Yeah. You can see all those. I mean, I, they might be using the uh, Criterion set that's that's coming out. Yeah. The work where it's, they've got the all the Showa series on um, Blu-ray now. Oh, okay. Oh, that's cool. Um, also on Blu-ray, uh, there's a lot more Argento to come. Late period Argento. So, oh. apart, I mean, uh, I, I told you before the show that uh, the 4K of Suspiria, which is actually remastered again for 4K, wow, is coming out soon. And then uh, Scorpion's putting out a lot of his late period ones, like the the TV movies and Phantom of the Opera, Sleepless. Hmm. Okay. Um, so I, I I might get Sleepless. Um, yeah, I've not seen that one. Yeah, because uh, I don't have, I don't have a copy of it at all. Yeah, uh, the others have got a D- on DVD, so I might not bother with those. But yeah, hmm. yeah. So they're coming out soon. How cool! Yeah. Well, um, creep show. So far, you guys are happy with it. Yeah, yeah. and I want to rewatch the first two. 
Yeah. Well, it's off to a good start, I think. Um, so recommend? Yep. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, cool. Now, listeners who don't have Shudder, um, they're not paying us to say this, but what is it, four ninety nine a month? What are you doing with your life? You, you can do this. <laughs> Five bucks a month. You'd get that back right away. Yeah. There. Not brought to you by Shudder. <laughs> so, uh, for next week, any ideas? Um... Well, we can start on our Halloween watching. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll be watching Hammer Draculas. So we got some Hammer Draculas. So I'll probably see the first two. Cool. So Hammer Draculas. Uh, okay. We could. Should we just talk about the first two Hammer Draculas? Yeah, yeah why do you, not? Do you have them, access to them? Um, is Taste the Blood of Dracula the second one? No. It's like the third or fourth one, isn't it? This is Dracula, I think it's Brides of Dracula, Dracula, Prince of Darkness. I'm, I'm not sure. Okay. Well, I, uh, they, I was going to say... They I, were on Amazon at one point. I'm pretty sure they are. Because I watched the first one. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I don't, I don't even remember what the title of the first one is. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look that up right now while we're talking and see if we can at least get... Hammer Dracula. So yeah. You've got Dracula has risen from the grave and ha- taste the blood of... Yeah. Yeah, you could see it from where you're sitting. Um, Horror of Dracula is 1958. Okay. The yeah, Brides. The American title. Okay, yeah. The Brides of Dracula, 1960. And then Dracula, Prince of Darkness. Then Dracula has risen from the grave. Then Taste the Blood of Dracula. And unlike Blackula, they don't tell him to scream. <laughs> scream, Dracula, scream. Um, yeah, Horror of Dracula and The Brides of Dracula. All right. 1958, 1960, respectively. Um, now, you know I have the whole thing about add a star to any uh-huh. rating, any ratings. Um, Horror of Dracula gets 7.3, so consider that an 8.3 star movie. And The Brides of Dracula gets 6.7, so you can call that a 7.7. And you can round it up to 8 if you want. So, you know, these are basically a couple of 8 star movies. Mm. If we're going to do the add a star. Okay. And uh, do you guys, uh, are you watching the um, uh, American Horror Story 1984 um, now? No, I don't You can't record it yourselves. No. Because I'm still recording it. I've, I've got the, I watched the second episode, but I'll keep it if you want to watch yeah. it. Yeah, let's see if we can get together like next weekend and or something like that and watch fun, it. Because they're throwing some big curveballs in there. Oh, Good. okay, nice. To, Good. to expand it out. Yeah, that's something that we didn't mention earlier in the show. Recently watched is that we that that we did watch. We all three watched that together. You, I think you mentioned that you were. He had already watched yeah. it once. Yeah, and mentioned same. it on the show. Yeah, uh, so I, I've kept it on my record, okay. recorder. If you want to see it, yeah, cool. I'm down. Okay, I want to see it for sure. All right, well, let's uh, let's call it a show. And uh, next week we'll cover them first two Hammer Draculas, and then we'll go from there with our. With our uh, spooky October listening, uh, viewing and listening. All right. All right. All right. Listeners, thank you for listening. Time bananas.